Welcome, 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 welcome. This is Shabar Francis. Or should I just call myself Shabar? You know, that's who I am. Uh, welcome to We Have to Talk. I have a cool, super dope guest with me. His name is Ryan, Brian Morell. Uh, this is someone I've known, he's, he's probably going to correct me later, known for about five or six years and probably heard of probably longer than that. Uh, we worked for an agency together. We don't have to say the agency's name. We worked for an agency, and, and this gentleman was this dance instructor, right? So, uh, backstory. I used to hear about this kid. Like, it's this guy named Ryan. He's, a, he's this dancer, like this really in, in, insane dancer. And he, he does this thing with the kids. And I, one day we had a, we had this, we had this, we used to have this annual show in one of our, our schools in the Heights. And I went to the show and I see these kids in these costumes with, with, with colorful wigs. I'm like, what in the, 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 the Broadway, off-Broadway is going on? And these kids were killing it. I'm like, all right, I got, I got, someday I'm going to meet this kid, but right, not right now. <laughs> At that time, he'll talk about this show a little bit later. We weren't able to meet each other. But the fast forward to when I was able to meet him, I... This is kidding, like super intense individual. And, and, and I don't want him to be honest, you know, when he do talk, he, he, he can tell his thoughts. If he hated me, I'm cool with that. If you love me, I'm cool with that too. But he was this really intense individual that will be on stage. And, and, and every time I saw this guy, he was sweating, sweating profusely. But it's, it, was, it was through dance. And like, and, and why he's on, the reason why he's on my show is because I think he's a dope individual. And that sweat was that perseverance. That sweat was that love. That sweat was, you know, I, I, I'm going to show you guys what I'm doing. And either you're going to run with me or I'm going to run through you. <laughs> and not in a bad way. So welcome, Ryan, to the show. What's up, Ryan? You know, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? How you guys doing? Um, I'm Ryan. I met Shavar. Yikes. It's, it's a long time ago at this point. I was working for Teaching Kids about seven years, and I think it was... It came like two years after I started, so it's been some time. It's been, it's been. It, I know it's about five, six years, if not longer. But um, yeah, I was teaching kids, and it was something that was introduced to me earlier when I first moved to New York. I moved in 2011 from Florida. I come from Orlando, and I was working for the theme parks out there, doing Universal, Disney, dancing for the parades, and then I got tired of seeing my friends on TV behind the artists and stuff. So naming those like dancers, those commercial background dancers, and then thinking to myself, I could do this too, you know? I just took that one-way ticket to New York City. Um, I was here for a show called World of Dance, and that was before it got commercial. Before it was on TV, um, it was just an underground competition that a lot of people really didn't know about unless you were in the dance scene. And if you were one of those people that watched it on YouTube, you always saw World of Dance. And it was these insane viral videos because it was dancers from all over the world that traveled to this place. And they had one in New York, I believe one in Cali, and it traveled international as well. So I moved to New York to perform for that. And then I wind up saying, I'm not going back home. So I wind up just staying in New York with my grandma. And then I started teaching kids and I got wrapped up in the DOE. And it was an interesting time because... Now I'm dealing with kids of all ages, and I met Shabar, and it, at those Washington Heights shows were like <laughs> the epic monument of what you did for the, with those kids. It was you go hard, you go home, you know, you you show what you guys got, and everybody used to come for blood, and they were just kids, but the kids loved it. Like it was just they were so excited, and every year they were ready to just go to Washington Heights, 
and just really show out. But those were some really, really good times, though, working with the kids. Right, I'm going to share something about one of those shows. So whoever's listening to us, I'm sorry. Uh, we had, I think, I think one of the years we had some kids play violin. And, dude, I put my head down. It was so, like, I'm sorry. I'm not going to say, I'm, I'm going to stop there. Then you it was one of our kids? No, 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 oh, no. Oh, man, no. we played violin? Hold on, wait. No, 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 no. It, was a, it was a different school that I was at before I oh, came. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And then I know and you came in, and this Ryan kid shows up with Thank these you. kids, and I'm like, <sighs> so I, I, you know, I, I, had, I put my head down. I shouldn't have, but I did. I'm, I'm, I, have, I mean, I, I don't do that anymore, so <laughs> I don't do that kind of work, so I can say that now. But I did give the kids a pep talk afterwards, you know, and I told them to enjoy the show, you know, and the fact that you guys got up there and played violin, I mean that that's a, a testament to who you are and what you know what you can do. Whether you whatever skill level you think you are right now, you did it, you know. But talk about those kids, Ryan. Like, you know, do you miss that work? Do you Um Yeah, so okay, I do I do miss working with kids. I will say that doing it for seven years and then all of a sudden not doing it, it was an adjustment for me because now I'm not working with the kids anymore. I'm working with adults and it's different. You know, working with kids is you, you, they just grow on you. They grow on you. And you keep saying like, oh, I'm going to leave this year. I'm going to leave the year after that. Or I'm going to wait till these kids graduate. And then more kids come and more kids come. And before you know it, you've been working with these kids for so long that now they're 18 years old and they're hitting you up like, Mr. Ryan, yo, what's up? And I'm like, what? You graduated? Like you're going to college? There's kids that are already reaching out to me now that I've taught seven years ago, six years ago, five years ago. They're all teenagers. They're about to be 18 and they're asking to be on my company, which is like, it blows my mind to even think that I used to train these kids when they were in elementary school and now they're hitting me up to be on my company, Calle Fuego, which is just a whole nother conversation. But I do miss the kids though. I miss interacting with most of the elementary kids. I think I don't miss junior high, high school. They were cool. They figured it out. You know what I'm saying? They weren't too cool for school, but something about those elementary kids is like, you just want to go back. See, I have a different thought on the, the, the age group that I, I, I prefer. That the middle school and high schools, I rocked out because we did some amazing ah. things and I did that. The elementary kids, holy crap. I mean, like, I mean, they're, they're cute. I give you that. But as far as... They're, the they're more, for me, okay, see, but for me as a dance teacher, it's more fun because they're like, they're, they're more creative, they're more eager. When you're in junior high, you think you're too cool for school. You know, and in high school, it's like you want to do it, but then your friends might make fun of you. So I got that when I was dealing with kids as far as dance, which, you know, that's no, a whole I, other. No, I dig it. I, I think <laughs> part of the experience was the programs that I ran, that was ingrained in our programs. So when we had salsa, when we had dance, when we had theater, that was the norm. So they were used to it. So when you introduce something new, they become, oh my, oh my God, I don't want to dance. Like, just like you said. Um, but as far as missing... Wow, that's some thunder. <laughs> as far as missing the kids, I mean, I do to an extent miss those kids. But this isn't about them. This is about Ryan. What's up? <laughs> this is about Ryan, man. This is about the tell that story. I mean, you know, you talked about your past in, in doing uh, working at the different amusement parks or what have you. But I want to know about right now. What are you doing now? Like, and what are your right goals? Now. All right, so well, pre-COVID to now, right, right. right. <laughs> Before pre-COVID, you know, um, I invested in the LLC, so I created Calle Fuego. Calle Fuego is a Latin fusion production company, is how I present it. And the reason I say production company is because I'm very big on visuals. So I focus on recording like dance videos. Uh, when I have to do a live show, I don't just go on stage and just dance and then we walk off. I try to tell a story 
within the movement, um, whether it be in English and hip hop or, you know, Latin salsa. Um, when I was training with uh, a company prior before, it was strictly somewhat breaking into like the hip hop scene. But when I, now that I'm doing my own thing, I want to blend in that hip hop, that dance hall, that salsa, the partner work. And that's how I came up with Calle Fuego. So I've been doing that for two years, but this year, 2020, I invested in the LLC. I think it's very important to take care of yourself as far as an individual and investing in your own brand. You don't believe in your brand. Ain't nobody else going to believe in your brand. So I said, I'm going to take myself seriously. I'm going to buy an LLC. And, you know, absolutely. It's important. It's important when you to get an LLC just because speaking about, you know, trying to book myself for shows with my team to travel to these salsa congresses that are happening all over the world. If you get the right people, they'll pay for your flight. They'll pay for your hotel. They'll pay for you to teach the workshop. They pay for you to perform. And now it's a free vacation for me, but I'm doing what I love and my company is being taken care of. So that's why I invested in the LLC. Um, Calle Fuego. And then I also have Play Up Studio with a group of friends, my family. It's more than friends, they're family. We've opened up a spot in Spanish Harlem on Third Avenue. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna stop you there. I don't want I don't I don't wanna we we only get we're gonna get there. Oh my okay. bad. No, 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 that's okay, it's okay. Cause like you said something that reminded me of why you were the where you were when you were teaching the kids, that production aspect. Mm. You know, like is that because when you did the shows, I remember you had the which 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 song was it when they the it was the sixth grade, the fifth days were graduating and they had the, the umbrellas and they were dancing and, and the and the lights went dark. What song was that? Was it the uh, Missy? Uh, it was Missy, it was Missy Elliott. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Missy that, Elliott. That, it that was, was the rain. That was intense. I mean that was one of my for me, probably one of the the most the dopest performances you that I've seen you do, you know, and you've, you've done you've done a, you've done a billion of them. You've even played the Grinch at one of our shows or one of the, yes. the shows for the kids. Oh uh, man, good times! <laughs> can you tell tell us about because you you say traveling? Can you talk about what's the the, the highs and lows? What was the, the the best you know performance or or, or or event you went through, and what was the what was the, the low point? Okay, so I'll say the highs and lows with traveling, it all depends on if it's coming out your pocket. And that's what I was talking about prior before, as far as when you travel with these places, sometimes it'll be for free. Um, I went on a cruise line that I got booked for, Aventura Dance Cruise. It's this wonderful event that happens every year. They take over the Carnival Cruise Line. People fly in from all over the world to Miami. We take off for anywhere from three days to five days. Now it's in its 10th, 11th, 12th year of the cruise line. So now they go away for almost a week. And it's just continuous dancing nonstop. It's one big party from the minute you get on the boat. And it was great, except, um, I guess, communication between the whole event coordinator. So that was one of the lows of about that is that I paid to be there. And I guess the coordinator didn't know that I was supposed to be there, but I wind up closing the event. So that was a big thing in the salsa scene. Like the later you go on in the show, the more like bomb you are to people, the more popular you are, the cooler you are. So the last night is supposed to be like the pros. Well, Calle Fuego was performing and I had a girls group and I had a guys group. And out of the 30 performances in one show, my girls wind up going 26 and my guys, we closed the show. And that was crazy. And at that time, I had the Janet Jackson video made for now. So I tried to debut that video on the ship and the crew, the guy who was in charge of the event, he went crazy. He came backstage, was violating, wilding out. And that was a low for me because I spent so much money to be there and I'm closing your event. As to the companies that you are paying to be here and your stage director didn't feel like they were good in the lineup to be put where I'm at. 
So instead of you yelling at me, I think you should, you know, thank me for being here. Mind you, let's talk about how my video got shut off um, while it was playing during midway of the video, a minute and a half into it, it shuts off. And um, all that to say that I got off the ship. That was a horrible experience. I said, I didn't want to go back. And then Janet Jackson reposts the video and it goes viral three days later. So everything happens for a reason to me. You know what I'm saying? I thought my video was ruined because it got taken off and I wanted to be on that cruise ship. And then I had a high, you know? So every time there's a low, there's always going to be a high. It's you're never going to go low and stay low. There's always some, you got to go higher, you know? And me just being in my thoughts and damn, I spent so much money to be here. And then I get a, my, my phone starts going off and everyone's like, you're on Janet Jackson's page. Janet Jackson reposted your video. And I had the notification, Janet Jackson mentioned you in her story. And I was like tagged and she shouted me out and Calle Fuego and my other boy Zuri who recorded it and my boy Gil who partnered and collabed up with me. And that was really big for us because it was just a small project that we wanted to do with friends. And it wound up being 36 New York local dancers involved. And it wound up being a big thing, a high. So lows, highs, when it comes to traveling, I mean, Cali is not what it's caked up to be. I know everybody says, go to Hollywood, go to Hollywood. Well, when you go to Hollywood, you have to deal with the highs of getting booked and getting those jobs and then the lows of dealing with the fake people around because it's crazy caddy over there. So right, right. highs and lows when it comes to traveling. That's what I got to say about that. <laughs> but no, so tell us about your dopest experience. So like, like one, one story, like take your time, you know, like one dope uh, experience. I think my dopest experience would have to be, let me see. Hmm. That's a hard one. I'm, I'm trying to think. You can, come, you can come back to it. You can come back okay, to yeah, it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to think about that. because I got to come back to it. So let's talk about, so Kaya Fuego, Shabar yeah. Francis, CF. That's why it's so dope. That's why that's why Jenny Jackson found you. I'm going to put that out in the universe, <laughs> CF. So talk about Play Up. I see you got the, 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 the jersey on. Yes, 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 yes. Play Up Studio. So, all right, so Play Up Studio, we opened up a studio in Spanish Harlem. It was me, my family, three people um jasmine carlos destiny and we're just a group of friends that wanted to share a hub uh, a space something for more than just dance anyone who is into fitness class a lot of artists can rent it out for independent rehearsals we have a floor and a half it's a beautiful space in spanish harlem and yeah we offer hip-hop dance hall salsa classes there's heel classes all the classes are open level because we have that daily traffic from just the average joe you know who just walks by and like, hey, what is this? And we, you know, we walk on the men. A lot of people rent it out for events and parties. So it's been interesting because I've seen Play Up Studio turned into so many different things within the short amount of time. We haven't even been opened a year. We opened up last year, October of 2019. And you know, with everything going on in this COVID stuff now, it's a little crazy. Um, but everything now is virtual. So we're still trying to work it out, you know, and go from there. But everything will be back up and running very, very soon. And that's in Spanish Harlem on 3rd Avenue off of one on, between 109th and 110th Street. So for those of you guys who haven't been to Spanish Harlem, who haven't seen Play Up Studios, there's some dope artwork in there. And I actually got a chance to visit. Every time I walk by, I, see if, I look to see if I see Ryan. <laughs> but can you, like, what made you, who came up with the name? Like, the logo's dope also. It's on your shirt. Uh, it was my boy Carlos. My boy Carlos came up with the name, um, and and Jasmine, Jasmine, and it, she just was trying to come up with something inventive, and she came up with play up. There were a bunch of other stuff. I can't even remember what was in the process, but it was a bunch of names, and 
play up just stuck. And then I know they said that they wanted to create like a play button and then they wanted to incorporate the up. So my boy Carlos took it over. He sketched something and then Jasmine took it back and she, you know, she finalized it. And then the logo was born. And then as far as the artwork was Vanessa Lopes, this dope artist, um, another close friend of ours. She came in and she just kind of sketched it on a piece of paper. And then she started painting on the wall and then the lines and the designs started getting more intricate and she would come back and work on it and come back and work on it. And by the time she was done, it was amazing. Uh, you're a dancer, which, which we all know, that's what we're talking about. What's your favorite dance or dance style? Ooh, um, I don't know. It's something about the Caribbean culture that just like calls my name. And I, I get really tied up in the island dance hall vibes. Um, I can listen to Afrobeat music all day. Right, right, right. And it just, it's something about it that just takes my spirit away. Like I can dance to that music nonstop. And it's, it's, I can freestyle it. And I'm, I'm one who always tries to, you know, dang, can I freestyle to this? Or can I, can I dance to this whole song? I can dance to Afrobeats all day. I love Afrobeats. <laughs> nice, nice. So growing up when I was a youngster, I used to break dance. You know, I used to be into the whole break dancing and let you know, I, there's no video, there's no pictures, so don't you won't ever see those. <laughs> and that was a dance craze that, you know, that, that a lot of us were involved in. Like, share, like, what are your thoughts on dance crazes or dances that evolve over, over time? I think it's dope. Um, it has its ups and downs because then, you know, I think it's dope for people who don't dance because it's so, it's such a breath of fresh air to watch people like, who don't dance, who do like nine to fives, who have all these TikTok dances and they can pick up the choreography. I mean, it, it's a little simple, but I mean, they're doing it and it's the smile that they have on their face. That's like, that's pretty cool, you know? And for the choreographer, who, whoever creates these dance crazes or trends, that gotta be an amazing feeling to watch that go viral and all these different people doing it. But then there's the other side of it where it can get out of hand. And it's like, all right, because now coming from a professional dancer point of view, I'm signed to an agency. I'm signed to MSA. I've been signed to this agency for about four years. And now the the emails are starting to change as far as um, what they're looking for. I got an email not too long ago that did say they're looking for TikTok dancers. (laughs) <laughs> is that a real thing now are we booking me for my tiktok is i'm competing with 14 year old kids because of these dance crazes and it, it it gets a little crazy for me now because it's like to me i feel like it's not an insult but it's kind of like wait so i'm competing with people who can't really dance now right right and right. i took so many years to train and get my style to get this training and development and you know choreography and pr- production underneath my belt to now be on TikTok competing with the kids that I used to teach. Ha! <laughs> 2020, people, welcome. <laughs> I mean, it happens, you know, everyone. 2020 has changed a lot. You can become an influencer from dancing. You can become an influencer from playing video games. You can become an influencer from, from wearing makeup. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's, that's the world we're in now. But you mentioned something. You said this throughout. You talked about production. And actually, prior to us, we were talking about production. Talk, talk, talk about, talk to us about that. What's that whole life about production? Because I could talk about film, I could talk about uh, photography, I could talk about podcasting, but talk about the production that you go that goes into making a music video, that goes into dancing, that goes into having studio. To talk about that. Okay, so for me, um, it always starts with the song. Um, once I listen to the song and the song catches me, I listen to the song on repeat, and then from there, I try to start developing a vision as far as a location. 
multiple locations because I never just want to film in one spot. Um, I, then I have to go scouting for locations because sometimes what you Google is not what it looks like in person. Then <laughs> it comes down to the choreography. I'll start creating the movement. But before I create the movement, I always try to think about what dancers are I'm going to use because I know dancers from the hip hop scene, from the dance hall scene, from the Latin scene, you know. So it's it starts with the dancers and then we have rehearsals and rehearsals are it could be it could be really good. It could be really intense. It can take forever. It just depends. I've had projects where we've learned the choreography today and we film it tomorrow and they'll have rehearsal for about two hours and it's it gets done. And then I've had projects where we were rehearsing for three, four weeks, you know, and then it may not turn out the way I like, which is so, you know, you have your ups and downs, but it takes a lot of costuming too. I'll take lighting into, you know, me with my lighting. <laughs> yes, I used to be so serious with lighting when it came to working with those kids. Um, lighting is everything to me, especially on film. Um, yeah, I think, I think lighting plays a big part with the choreography And yeah, and then, you know, once you're all said and done, then it comes down to editing. So I've learned too, when it comes to production, that editing goes a long way. So you may not need that one take. Absolutely. You need multiple shots, multiple angles. Close ups. Dude, trust trust me, I know that. (laughs) And I didn't understand that until I started doing the editing myself. I used to always have a team of people that I would just pay because I didn't want to like, you know, I didn't want it to look low budget because I'm trying to cut corners. I always try to, you know, invest in small businesses like my friends and try to give back. And I did. I worked with multiple videographers and, uh, you know, editors. And when I started doing it myself, I was like, oh, this is very tedious. And this is a whole nother process. It so, is. It is. Um, I, mean, it, I, love, it is. I love doing that stuff. Trust me. I love editing video. Like I could sit there when I used to do photography, when I used to design clothes, I would sit there, I would do a photo shoot, just like, you know, how you said, yeah. like, I would get my models. I did it all myself, come home, but I love doing that stuff, but it is extremely tedious, mm-hmm. but you understand why people get paid to do it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now I understand the editing process because I was always just the, vi- the person who had the vision. I right. see this, I want to do this, I shoot this, and then I'm, then you know, come production day when I'm, we're filming, I'm just screaming behind the camera because now I'm just trying to make sure everything's on point and I'm just yelling, yelling, yelling. So when I sit down and I hear the playback, I'm like, I sound crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God all this gets muted and we put a nice track on top of my voice because I'm just yelling the whole time and I take production very serious. I also try not to waste people's time. That's my biggest thing. Um, I've been in other people's productions where it, it takes too long and I feel like, it doesn't need to take that long sometimes. You know, people's time is very valuable. My time is valuable, your time is valuable. So I also try to take that into consideration when it comes to these productions and stuff. But when the final product is done and I'm sitting back watching it on YouTube or Instagram or I scroll and I see it on other people's timeline, it's an amazing feeling. It feels like, wow, we did that. So all, all the videos you edit? that the, the, Not all of them, no, not all of them. Um, The most recent ones? Yeah, mo- like what, you know? It, there's a few. I have like a, I don't, I don't want none of my videographers to be like, you liar. <laughs> <laughs> I edited some of them. Um, there's one project I did where it was a visual of just a female and I edited most of that. It's like uh, right, right. my guy came and he put the after effects and all that stuff because I'm not there yet. But um, yeah, uh, it comes down. And now I'm sitting here and I'm watching all these clips in the playback, which takes forever. Cause you gotta watch it once and then you know you did 45 takes that day who knows now you gotta watch them all over again and all over again and all over again so and then now it's time to lap it up with the music <laughs>
Yeah. Yes, trust me, trust me. I know uh, it's so new for me. <laughs> I mean, and it, it, it'll become second nature. Trust yeah. me, it'll become second. It'll be, sure. Like it's all about production. If you love production, like you've been saying, which I know of you, you love production. <laughs> this, right. is, this is just another tool, another aspect to what you can do, what you can offer, because you are a full company. You're not just a, but you're a full company. Yeah, if you shoot the video, if you're editing the video, you're choreographing, you're, you're choosing the music, you're choosing, choosing the dances. You are a full company. Yeah, and it's crazy to even think that. Like, my birthday's next week, I'm going to be 30, and I'm like, I'm going to be 30, and I'm have my LLC this year. It's like... Leo season, I, baby, Leo season. Leo season, <laughs> gang, gang. We here, Lions, baby. We are here. And I'm just, I, I feel like that plays a big part of, like, leadership that we just naturally just want to... Right, right, right. You know, we Leos. I mean, it is what it is. Do you notice that Leo starts with an L and leader starts with an L? So there I'm we go. <laughs> I'm saying. I'm saying. So I want to I want to switch gears real quick. So you know, right. I host a, I host a couple other shows, what have you. And this this is a an activity we did. It's a it's a little game. I have I have a bowl with a series of questions or and or topics. Okay. And I'm going to pull a question or topic out. You have an option to either answer the question or, or reply to the comment, or you can skip it. But you only have one skip. You have to answer the next one. So you, okay. this is a one-shot deal. And I'll play along with it, and I'll answer this, I'll, I'll answer this question or, or, or respond to the topic. hope it's not a serious one, because I'm, I'm not in the mood to answer anything serious. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are you ready? Yes. Oh, wow. This is the irony of this one. Uh, lyrics or the beat? You can either pass or you can answer this question. You want to pass or you want to... No, no. I'm going to say... You want to keep this one? Okay. I'm going to say the beat. Why? Tell us why. I felt like the beat is what catches me in a song. I'm not mm-hmm. listening to your emotions and, and that's just me personally. I need to hear the beat to get picked up on it because for me, in my perspective, when people are on Instagram because they're short attention span, <laughs> you have about 10 to 15 seconds to catch their attention and I feel like a beat can catch you before me singing my word swipe, you know? <laughs> All right, so we're, we're on opposite sides. I'm, I'm a lyric person because I used to be the MC. I used to be the poet, what have you. And it, it there's a lot of work that goes into telling a story. You know, I, I can't sing, but I, I mean, rapping and, and poetry is, is something I was into. So, like, listening to... I mean, if the beat is whack, the beat is whack. I can't rock with it, and it kind of throws me off. So the beat has to be halfway decent for me to enjoy the lyrics. But I'm more of a lyric person just because I like to hear the story. And and if you suck, if you suck as an MC, you suck. And then then it's like, damn, dude, your beat is hard. So I get what you're saying, Ryan. The beat catches the person. There's some rappers. I, I'm not gonna say anybody's name because I don't know these people. <laughs> so you know, they they get over because they got they got they got some dope beats. And they get over. Yeah. You know, but at the end of it, you know, you get trapped into longevity because you 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 had the beat, and it's like, what do you talk about next? Uh, you know, how you know how do you how do you express yourself in a different manner? So mm-hmm. that that that's why I'm in the to the right. lyrics. You know, okay, okay, longevity. You know, all right, you got that. I mean, if you want another one, you want another one, or you want? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go. Okay, I, I got you another one. I have a feeling it's going to be something serious, and, I, and I'm afraid. All right, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Ooh, all right. All right. And, and I think I know the answer to this, Ryan, but okay. I want to see if you're going to answer it. Are you good at forgiving people? <laughs> <clears throat> um, 
Yeah, I'm good at forgiving people. I just sometimes don't forget, you know? I, I think just, that's the, that's the Leo in you. <laughs> it'll always be there, and you know that. <laughs> I can be polite. I can be mature. <laughs> oh, have you heard what my head was saying? <laughs> no, I, and, and I'm the same way. I, think I, I, I can forgive. I can forgive, but I won't forget. And right. I, I'm always going to replay it in my head just in case you mess up. So yep. I know, and I'm. It just makes me aware of. I'm gonna rock out with you. We can right. have fun. We can do our thing. We can listen to music. We can dance. We can go out. But in the back of my mind, I'm paying attention to your actions. Now yeah. I'm more open to your actions and your thoughts. Let's do one more. Just three. Right. Three, three, is, three is the magic number. That was a good one. That was a good one. All right. And we're not gonna pass on this on this one, no matter what. I don't know what it is. Ooh. Okay. And. and I'm gonna ask you to change that because I have a feeling I know what you're gonna say. Uh, if you could be on a, be on a reality TV show, what would it be? You can't pick a dance show, man. Nah, <laughs> um, I think if I could be on a reality show, uh, I would definitely do one of like those game shows. Like, I mean, that's considered reality, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would do like um, those wipeout games or something like. Those oh games. yeah, yeah. Like, reminds me of like a fifth grade field day for adults, you know. I think I might have to agree with you. I was going to say, like, something really corny, like home improvement or something. <laughs> acting will be dope. I think acting will be, you know, I want to get into some acting, but a reality game, I always watch those things, and I'm like, man, that looks so fun. Just nice. go up there, chance to win money, and you get wiped out. So, Ryan, before we get out of here, um, I had this catchphrase, you know, and I always see the people, like, who I think are dope, you know, let the world know. You know, what do you want to let the world know about you, about anything? Let the, let's let the world know. Okay. Um, I would say I would want to let the world know that there's always time. I felt like, you know, be, being that I'm going to turn 30 next week, there's always that, you know, saying of like, oh, you know, figure out what you're going to do because you're going to hit 30 or, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be 30. You got to, got, you got to, guys got to figure it out. And I feel like there's time. There's, there's always going to be time. Tomorrow's not promised. No. However, there's always time to work on yourself. You do not have to wait till January 1st to work on yourself. You don't have to wait till the first of the month to work on yourself. Every day is a blessing. And if you wake up and you want to start something, I say go for it because, because tomorrow is never promised. So that's dope. It. That's dope. I really like that time. Time is important. Be useful of your time. Don't. I like that. I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that. Um, one last thing, Ryan, tell the people, you know, how we can get in touch with you, whether it's on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I don't think you like TikTok. <laughs> Talk to us. Well, you guys can find me on my Instagram. It's simply my name, Ryan underscore Marrero, M-A-R-R-E-R-O. Um, that's pretty much where I'm active now. I don't have a website yet. We have a website for Play Up Studio. So if you guys are interested in enrolling your kids, we do have a kids and teens program we do every Saturday. That's somewhere else. You can check us out. So playupstudio.com or Instagram, Ryan underscore Marrero or Calle Fuego. Nice. Thank you for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you, bro. This. Appreciate uh, you. This is dope, man. I, I, I got to hear your story. You know, the people get to hear your story. The world gets to hear your story. And for those of you guys who are listening, this is Shavar, man, on Instagram, just underscore Shavar. On the Twitter, this <laughs> at Shavar. Uh, and I have a story about all that, but that's for another show. But thank you guys for listening. This is dope, man. And we have to talk. Peace.